I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Sue Smith. And, and we, we love, love scams. Hello. Oh, hello. Guys, what a vacation we were on. Oh, it was fine. Wow. <laughs> we really abandoned you guys and we didn't give any explanation. None whatsoever. Not any, you know, and that is us being the lovely con artists that we are. We just upped and left. But you know, we didn't explain it because we knew we respect you and we know that you didn't need an explanation. Okay. Oh, you're too smart for that. Yes, we didn't need to explain. No, you don't need us holding your hands like little babies. No, no. you know. And also, I believe that most episodes leading up to our break, I kept saying, I can't believe we're still here. Like, I think I was alluding to the fact, like, I'm going insane. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have a child. Like, I know. I think you guys got the gist of what was you going got on. got the gist. We just needed a quick break. I thought we were thinking, like, let's take a, a couple of weeks off, a week here or there. We took two solid months off. And that's okay. And I'm not yeah. apologizing. <laughs> no, it was so nice because I also really missed you guys. I, It was interesting. I've shared on Patreon that sometimes I have insecurities about how bringing enough to the scams like am I doing enough research am I smart enough like I get this like fear and this insecurity now I'm like I missed it so much that I was like I have a lot to say and I am we all know a con artist and I need to get out there to the people I more than ever feel very legitimate in our purpose it's like you're the cons they're calling you the cons you. are calling. I was literally talking to myself, thinking of things I wanted to tell Sue, like on a walk with my son. <laughs> what do you got for me? Lay it on me. 
guys, I have so much love. It's so good to be back. I basically all of my very close friends are relationships are imploding. And I think it's it's kind of tied with cons because so during COVID, everything really opened up and the amount of work that women take on has grown exponentially. And it really mm-hmm. harkens back to like our parents, parents and that time when women weren't allowed to have careers. Now, what hasn't changed is the mentality that a woman can do it all. So mm-hmm. as we grow, as things become more feminist, as we become more equal, we can get our careers, but still men, parents, grandparents sort of think that the mom is going to do it all. No one can do it all. You cannot. And also during quarantine, I feel like women have adapted that like, okay, maybe I can't do it all, but I will get a nanny, a babysitter. There'll be a French class, like another place to put my child to enrich their life. And I will manage it all, but it's not always going to be me, the one teaching them or me, the one watching them so that I can achieve all the things in my life that everyone expects me to. I think that's important what you're saying. I will manage it all. Like I definitely yeah. feel like I'm not doing it all, but I, de- I do have to manage it all because I no one else it. is managing it at all. <laughs> no, you're in charge of it. You're the multitasker. Yeah. You're the camp counselor. But I think during COVID, when we've lost all of those resources, we've lost those babysitters or nannies and school, then all of it is put onto the women's shoulders after we sort of, the only way we could have our own career was to create an apparatus around us to support us. But when all of that's taken out, it's just the mom. And mm. I think a lot of times in these relationships, there's always been an imbalance that women have been smart enough and wise enough and creative enough to work with. But now the imbalance is incredibly obvious. And you have these couples in these relationships where it's not fair, it's not equal. And a lot of times in these cases, it's been the husbands continue to go on with their lives mm-hmm. with some discomfort. And I'm sure tragedy and pain and trauma that we all have with COVID, but the amount of inequality has grown hugely. And that like the gra- the chart is just women are off the charts with the amount of work they have to do. And men are kind of uncomfortable, but these couples, they're not doing. It's it's because of the imbalance. Of workload? It, it's because I think the imbalance is waking up a lot of my friends as to what we have put up with a lot as women. And I think a lot of women mm. are, I think women are so smart. I think men are so smart too. But the idea of being able to multitask that women naturally have and is also a way, I think, to multitask while you problem solve. So we we can solve multiple problems at once, not just do the laundry, change the baby's mm-hmm. diaper, you know, answer a phone call. We are solving problems in our heads constantly. So I think a lot of women have dealt with these situations that m- might not have been ideal, might not have been like the perfect, most equal partnership, but they've coped. And now that COVID has really turned it upside down, In a great way, a lot of my friends are being able to have a lot more time to think of themselves, their mental health, their happiness. Things have sort of paused and they can go, oh, I actually hate this imbalance. Mm. So I'm sad. I'm very sad for all these families because it, it is the most difficult thing going through this. But I'm also very proud of all of my friends who are saying, this isn't okay. I kind of let it slide because there were other things we were busy life was happening and I was just trying to manage life but I don't like it anymore yeah um for me like I never wanted to get married or have kids like I was because my family was like super traditional my grandmother was trying to cook me 
teach me to cook from like an early age from age 16 she asked me when I was getting married and Mm -hmm. I was always like I'm not gonna be that like traditional woman that gets shit on Mm -hmm. like because that's what I had seen and so um I before we got married I was thinking a lot about that because I was just like the institution of marriage is just like I don't want to be the mom and the wife that's not my Mm -hmm. identity Mm -hmm. and then somebody posted an article I think it was Kate Spencer about an equal partnership and what that Mm -hmm. means Mm -hmm. I sent it to Austin and it's Mm -hmm. really laid it out like do you agree that this is an equal partnership and we are sharing everything equally like Mm -hmm. if we're getting married is this something is this what you agree to yeah so I made I made that very clear from the beginning that's so healthy Sue Mine was it went around very unhealthy, but I love that. That's very healthy. Well, because also, also, I was like, okay, so last week we were upstate with um some friends, and like the dishes weren't done, and I did them once, and then I was like, I'm not everyone's mom. I'm Mm -mm. only Wyatt's mom. I'm not Mm -mm. my husband's mom. I'm nobody else's mom, and that's exactly just because I am good at mothering, and I can do this, and I see like I don't want there to be bugs when my kid's crawling on the floor of this like lake house yeah doesn't mean that I'm also your mother I'm not everyone's mom and mm-hmm. like I don't know it comes to that with like the equal partnership stuff like I'm not your mom we've always yeah. done our set our laundry separately <laughs> like that's amazing yeah no I think that's great I I think like my first relationship I really tried to do it all because I wanted to play house and I overdid it and like literally spent all of my savings on this asshole who then told me he didn't think he was ever really in love with me nine months later living together yeah really cool guy but to be fair I think he's gay (laughs) so it's like you weren't in love with a lot of things well uh yeah yeah, there's a lot happening not in love with pussy no not at all he said my boobs were too much um it's a whole story guys I'll get into wow oh what he was garbage but um then I went the opposite with with Alan and was like trying to do as little as possible because I was like afraid that I would give in too much and, you know, I'd get used again or something. Mm-hmm. Alan is a neat freak. So he enjoys cleaning and cooking Great. and taking care of the house, which is brilliant. And the times where I have tried to do it all and been like, no, I should like you do you do enough and I'll try and do it are times where I've had like nervous breakdowns. <laughs> We both know that like the way for a healthy life is to be equal (laughs) so that nobody has to deal with a nervous breakdown. And communicate and talk about it. Yeah. And like find a way to like, not that I'm like solving all these couples problems or whatever, but like find a way to have a language around like how much you're doing in like a rational way that's like not going to start any fights. And I, I think the hardest thing for my friends is that the communication seems to be the most complicated parts and then like how do you communicate with somebody if they don't agree with you how do you communicate I've had friends jokingly say like well they just don't speak to their husband about these issues and Alan and I are like what a luxury like we share every feeling we're like oh my god I farted this is how I feel about farts and like we just anything we feel we must share so I think we're on like the hyper end of that but like I think communicating is actually very scary that nobody talks about Really? Nobody's. Yeah, I think if you're uncomfortable to talk and if you have a well of feelings and a well of emotion and if you're not used to sharing in that way or you don't feel that your partner is going to hear it, I think it can be very isolating and lonely. And I think Mm. that's a way that people 
sort of like relationships experts kind of scam you to be like, just be honest and open. But nobody says you might be terrified to be honest. Mm. <laughs> you know, maybe these like 10 tips of a perfect relationship will work after we deal with the fact that it is very fearful to say something and then you'll elicit a response and then you're going to have to hear how their brain works with it and you're afraid you might cry and not say what you want. Like I, communicating is terrifying, I think, to a lot of people, at least to my friends going through this is they're having a really hard time with it. Yeah. I don't I, think people are talking about that enough. I think you need to learn your communication style too, because like, mm -hmm. of, of course it's like scary at first, but once you get used to it, you can be like, Oh, can you take the cat litter out or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. And it's like a friend of a mine thing. writes page long letters to her Aww. partner. Yeah. And that for me, I'd be very overwhelmed because I get stressed out reading. <laughs> so I'd be sure. like, oh my God, I'm dyslexic. It'll never work out. But she feels really good. And if they've had a very lovely long relationship, but throughout her relationship, she's realized that like, okay, it's been too long. This is building up. I have this resentment. Mm -hmm. I'm very upset. I'm going to write a letter. And she'll write it and hand it to her partner. And then he's very able to be like, oh, I had no idea you felt mm -hmm. this way. Mm -hmm. You know, because there's a lot of like, it's hard to, I think... If you have an uncomfortable feeling or you're upset, but you've been acting like it was okay and you've been trying to sort of coast and keep an even see, if that's an expression, keep things even, even keel. Even keel. Yeah. Then keep the waters calm. Um, but then when you do bring up something, that also makes you nervous because you don't want to surprise somebody because you've been keeping it calm all this time mm -hmm. that you're afraid you're going to it's going to erupt or something. Well, I think you also have to like work through your emotions too. So you're not like yeah. approaching the person with anger, which is hard. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm angry that you haven't taken the trash out, but how can I approach you with like calmness? So I'm not accusing you and going to put you on the attack, you know? Yeah. It's and hard. I'll say, I never, I don't know how it works. The only way that I've experienced is just doing it enough because in the mm -hmm. beginning of my relationship, I was very timid to say anything because I didn't want to upset him or make any sort of discord or anything uncomfortable because I really like, I'm a big people pleaser. And now we've just said it so many times. It's been like 15 years and I'm like, you do it. <laughs> and now it's fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really, this is a huge tangent. And there was another thing I was even going to talk about. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, talk about it. Tell me. Don't apologize. Stop apologizing. Okay. I know. We got to cut that out. I I am. So I do it with my son. I do it with everybody. I just. Really? It's, mm -hmm, it's my control thing. Why are you apologizing for existing? I, I think I'm really afraid I'm going to get something wrong and that someone's going to go this whole time. You should have known. And I'm going to be dumb and ignorant because I could have double checked or something and and not created a mess it's I it has to be a control issue that like if I knew better I could solve people's problems or solve issues or solve stuff so I apologize to I think be on the defense I don't know because you don't want anybody to be mad at you no never it's like my biggest fear or to think something and have me not know. If they're like, well, Caitlin's really considerate. I'm like, I'd love to know so I can be considerate. Like, I just want to be the most thorough <laughs> friend. It's real intense. Yeah, that's yeah hard for you. That's a lot that's of pressure exhausting. on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, yes. What was your other scam? Yeah. The other scam that I scammed myself into this whole time. So one of my best friends in the world is getting married and I did not see her 
any this entire time. I have not I've seen her one time in all of COVID. And we used to spend two weeks two days a week together at least. And when I was in postpartum depression and when I had my breast surgery, like she would always come to my house. She's just such an incredible girl and I adore her. So COVID happens. The week that things are kind of like fuzzy and happening, she plans a trip with her boyfriend, now husband actually, to go to Florida, to go to Miami. She gets COVID the second she lands in Miami. No. Everything in their life has changed. They can't actually get back into New York City because then this is during all these shutdowns. No one in or out. And they had to give up their apartments. They had to have people go to their house and put their things in storage. They basically then had to find a house and lived in Miami and then lived in like weird places in Florida with the suitcase that they brought for themselves for a two-week vacation. Oh, no. Yeah. She was a longtime COVID sufferer and had the long symptoms and took forever. It really like wreaked havoc on her emotionally. She had mental health issues. It affected her job, like huge problems. They were in this one part in Florida where this was then during the election where people were Trump crazy and like they would put a Biden flag on their lawn at the house they rented and people would come and throw it and trample it and like just really aggressive American, mean, mean American stuff. Yes. So she saw Barbados was giving free visas to live there for a year because Barbados lost all of its tourism. So they got a visa. They decided, let's go to Barbados if we're like basically hopping around anyway. They go to Barbados. Her COVID symptoms come back. I think her fiance Mm. sprained his ankle. Life's just very hard. Then a volcano erupts on the island next to Barbados. No. So they can't go outside there, even though they got vaccinated, even though Barbados started opening out of their own lockdown. They couldn't breathe the air. I was like, can you drink the water? She's like, well, I hope so, because I'm drinking water. Like, then that happened. So... While there was a smog and it was like a no-fly, she got on the first flight out to North Carolina where her mom is and her husband decides this is before they anything happened, if we're just hopping anyway, my job has an opening in Germany. So let's go to Germany. Wow. Let's go to Europe. So then they decide they're going to Germany. Now, I haven't seen her this entire time and I'm just sort of hearing like random... Um, WhatsApp messages. Every time I call, like it's a bad time because she's working, but she's also then not working. And then when she wants to call me, I'm putting Lewis to bed. It's like really, if anybody's been through this, it's so gut wrenching with one of your closest friends that you will never. You're like, I need to contact her, but I'll. I haven't heard from her in months. Then she tells me she's getting married to this guy who mm-hmm. I've met once also, and we were like inseparable. The wedding is in August. <laughs> Uh, then the next week or two, they're flying to Germany and they're going to live there for a year. So I have a friend telling me like, basically like she hasn't been in my life because of this like crazy year. And then also just, you know, I'm coming back, but I will not be in your life. I will be even, it will be even harder to connect. So they have a wedding and they did this long way of saying that they eloped. They're having a wedding in August. They want it to be casual because it's sort of a fast wedding, but she wants to do all the traditional bridal things. So while she's Mm. saying she wants it to be casual, they're still having, they're having a private ceremony that's only family members, but then they're still having like a banquet. She still 
she still wants to do sort of all these bridal things. And I was like, okay. And I said a joke like, well, your boss will be your maid of honor. And she's like, oh, we're not having maid of honors. So I was like, all right. And not that I needed to be a maid of honor, but I think I need to be a maid of honor because (laughs) there are jobs that a maid of honor provides. Because I was like, do you have a bachelorette party? Are you doing a meet and greet with anybody coming before town? Like, is anybody throwing you a bridal shower? Like, all these things that she does want, like, is someone in charge of getting the guest book? Like, these bizarre traditional wedding things that now I'm realizing have been around for so long. Yes, weddings are ridiculous and it's, you know, tradition, all this stuff. But they also, weddings have jobs that each family member can do so that people feel that they're a part of it. So if you call someone your best man or you call someone your maid of honor or matron of honor or mother of the bride, they, there are these like wonderful little tasks to keep your family members busy during the time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to throw you a bachelorette party. Yeah. So I'm in charge of now wrangling 11 women because it's getting bigger and bigger we're having a spa day i'm booking all of their spa appointments all of it's on my credit card which i said to each person you have to call yeah i've gotten everybody slippers i've gotten like bachelorette you know fun little accoutrement i have bridal games playing because she never had a bridal shower so not only am i not a bridesmaid by any title i've decided to take on any sort of bridesmaid job that you would have because I know she will actually want that for her wedding. Babe. As casual as it is, she'll be upset if it doesn't happen. Babe, you scammed yourself on this one. I did. I scammed myself. Big time. Big time. I did it and I'm doing it all, Sue. I'm Uh, doing it all. Oh, no. We're having games. Oh, I... I'm hosting a dinner. I created a reservation at a restaurant. Everyone has my cell phone number. So now people are calling me who she's adding to the list for the spa day. And I'm lovingly saying to them, you can call the spa yourself. I don't know what services are available at this point. I've already booked eight services. Wait, what spa are we talking about? So I wanted to go to a fancy ass spa where you just like can sit in your robe and jump in the pool and of course, like languish. Yeah. Those love um, to languish. You gotta languish. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Languish, loiter, all the L's. All um of them. they all of those are only available if you are a spa, if you are a hotel member of these spas. Sure. Most of them aren't offering day passes. And then the treatments are over two hundred dollars each. Now, since I don't know the scheme and like the scope of her circle i don't know if these are like fancy schmancy ladies No, you're not providing treatments no no no. but i also don't know what prices people want so this is a day spa that has two masseuses and one pedicures and one waxer and so we are going in shifts so we are going to like loiter in the spa center lobby area i'm going to decorate it and we're going to play our games there while people go in one at a time to either sit and get their nails done or do I, yeah, I think it's going to be good. It might be chaotic. I did say I might be drinks and <laughs> food because I want people to eat because I'm the only one doing this. No one else cares. When is this? This is August 13th. And also my son and my husband are coming on this trip, not to the spa day, but they're going to be here on this trip. So I'm going to have exhaustion from traveling with a toddler. Wait, where is it again? Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what. Traveling with a child sucks bad. It sucks. (laughs) It sucks real fucking bad. So, yeah, I think I did scam myself. 
Yeah. You big time scammed yourself. I big did. I big did. <laughs> Tell me about traveling with a toddler with you. because Awful. That's tough. You did a huge trip. Oh, we went to the East Coast a couple of months ago yeah. for two weeks, which was bad, but it's not fresh in my mind. We took a trip last <laughs> week that's fresh in my mind. Oh, yeah. Tell me all that fresh. Um, so our friends live up in Lake Tahoe and, um, we go there for 4th of July usually. And I was like, it's a seven hour drive. I don't know if you can put a baby in the car for that long. Let's just fly. You do have to keep taking him out like every two hours if you do. Yeah, I think so. Right. Um, so we're like, let's just fly. So our, um, flight is scheduled for four o'clock. Our, we get on our flight. It goes. It gets to the Reno airport. It gets two miles from the Reno airport. We're watching the little flight tracker. And then the pilot says, uh, we got some weather. We're just going <gasps> to bop back down to LAX. No. We're like, what? Bop? No. Like, that scares me. where we came from. No. It was like, we're just going to bop back down to LAX. So then um, we bop back down. They told us not to get off the plane at first so we're just like sitting there and then they're like well you can get off the plane if you want and we get off the plane and like no one knows what's happening um they're like well i guess we have to wait for a new crew to come in we have to wait to recrew oh, the plane no because they've reached their limit probably yeah the pilot had reached their the, their limits and they didn't have more people they're not updating us so long story short the plane leaves at 12 30 a.m no so in the airport so we could have left and driven by the time that the plane left oh no but they weren't telling us when it was going to leave so we didn't yeah. leave and i didn't bring a car seat because i was going to rent a car yeah they have car seats and a car seat's really hard to take in the airport it's a real yeah. pain in the ass we've done it's it. a real pain in the ass so i um and i called like two or three times to confirm hey you have the car seat hey you're still going to be open when we get there at two in the morning right mm-hmm, and they're like yes mm-hmm. yes and then we get there mm, no car seat uh <gasps> yeah so then so we get there it's like two in the morning our friend picks us up it's a half an hour drive from the airport that's i'm so holding scary. my child yes, yes that is so scary yes Oof. like through the night like no fucking lights i'm exhausted no. he's exhausted we get to our Air- airbnb at like 3 30 a.m or 3 a.m and put the child down and uh our friend was able to borrow a car seat from a neighbor but like we left friday we came back monday and like saturday we we're just like recovering the whole day it was awful yeah it was so hard oh that's awful the trip back was completely fine but like ugh. <sighs> no it's so hard i do like driving with kids because i do tons of pee stops so i never feel guilty and that way also, like, if they have a meltdown, I just sort of like it's our speed. But the anxiety of driving with kids is then you're stressed out. If you had a fortune teller say, like, Sue, it'll take you, like, 12 hours to actually get there, you'd have been like, okay, I'll drive or whatever. Yeah. But if you're driving and it took you one or two extra hours and you would have felt probably guilty, like, oh, it took us too long. You know what I mean? Like, But if you're driving, then you can control it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. Ugh. Anyway, JetBlue, I got a bone to pick. Because also oh, JetBlue... Yeah. Listen to this. My mom came on Thursday and they pushed her flight back too. So she was supposed to leave at 3.30, but she didn't end up leaving. She didn't end up getting here until 1.30 in the morning. So then I had to oh, like yeah. beg a friend, shout out Anna Dresden to come over and watch my child mm-hmm. so I could co- so I could go pick my mom up from the airport because there's no Ubers at the airport at LAX. They don't allow no. Ubers. It's like a whole fucking thing. And my husband's out of town. That's why my mom came. Anyway, that's where I'm Oh at. my God, he's out of town? 
Yeah, he went to That's hard as fuck. With his friends. Yeah, so my mom came. Really hard. Oh, that's amazing. JetBlue, get your shit together. Get it together, fuckers. Well, we're 28 minutes in. (laughs) Wow. Hi. Hi. You know what, guys? Did you miss us? Wait, I have to say... Also, thank you so much for all your messages. Please rate and review if you've missed us. It helps us boost us up on your little algorithm and helps your friends see us. Uh, Rate and review seems like annoying because I think they're annoying, but it really helps us a ton. You wouldn't, if you want to make a difference in the world, if you want to be the change you can see, like rate and review. A hundred percent. Thank you. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Wait, before we move on, I we have some wonderful new Patreon patrons. Ah! I need to thank. It's been lovely. And so now you guys know all about our medication doses, all about our sex lives. Like, it's very exciting to welcome you into our family. Yes, thank you. Anyway, thank you, Haley, Alexandra, Ariella, Jessica, Lauren, and Barbara. You are icons and queens. Thank, thank you. you. We oh. love it. Welcome um, to our club. And we got some lovely messages from Keiko. She was like, hey, guys, I know you haven't updated soon. Just checking in on you. Take some time for yourself. It was lovely. Thank you, Keiko. It was so nice. And we did. I actually had somebody message us like, are you? I think Kevin (laughs) messaged us. was like, are you okay? We're like, yes. We just ghosted everyone. We are doing great. We We just needed this. You know, we put a little note in our Instagram. A little tiny note. Anyway, here we are. Guys, we're so lucky. So, as you all know, all roads lead back to Caroline Calloway, and we have had some exciting, exciting Caroline Calloway news this week. Now, this is exciting because I didn't know that much about it. I'm on a text chain with multiple friends. I think Mackenzie, Lydia, everyone's texting me like, did you hear about Caroline Calloway? And I have not because she blocked me. And I was like, I'm not going to look anymore into sure. this. She ended the relationship. I took it as such. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Caroline Calloway is a wonderful little troll who <laughs> knows how to like, troll the internet so bad so on Mm -hmm. last sunday she decides to announce on her instagram story that she is launching a skincare line and Uh, she says she says we all know that i have wonderful skin oh wow she said we can all agree that i have a skin of an 18 year old and i'm 29 and we're like okay "Okay." that's not that big (laughs) of a pull You're still a child. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Good it's for fine. you. You have the skin of a 29-year-old, actually, and that's fine. Yeah. So she is launching a skincare line. And we're like, okay, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. She swears by this body oil that she makes. And she's like, um, everyone I've ever slept with has complimented me on this body oil and Ew. on my and on my smooth skin. So Ew. she swears by this body oil. Um, and she it's a concoction of oils that she makes herself and she's gonna start selling it and she calls it snake oil. <gasps> yes. Snake what oil. a crazy woman. She knows. She, she knows, knows. How, to, how to get us. Like she knows. She knows. So how now, to and it. then it's gonna be all this curiosity. People are like, did she she knows. She knows. She knows it's all a scam. She knows snake She's oil. Such a out crazy it's bitch. so funny. Okay. So then of course I've been on Reddit all week. There's a Reddit yes. devoted to Caroline Calloway, like making fun of her. And you got it. She's Instagram storying how she's fulfilling the orders. And mind you, she's charging $75 for one ounce. <gasps> for <laughs> yes. one ounce? Yes. That's like a drug money. I know. It's so good. And then, so the next day, she's Instagram storying her whole thing. She has little funnels. She's showing the funnels, how she makes it. And then the next day, she posts a picture of all the bottles lined up. And then there's a larger bottle of oil. And then someone screenshots it and 
finds that bottle of oil on Amazon and is like, this looks like the same bottle of oil. It is a $10 bottle of grapeseed mm-hmm. oil from Amazon that she is fulfilling these orders with, which is So hilarious. she's just putting grapeseed oil in I think thing. so. I think so. <gasps> and wow, then I love it. It's so wow. good. And then also wow. she's posting pictures of the product um, that like have fingerprints and cat hair on them. And people <gasps> are like, people are like, this is so unsanitary and unsafe. And you're going to get a rash. She's if you use so it. disgusting. She's so good. She's so disgusting. Also, grapeseed oil is like, has no smell. No. <laughs> so whatever she's selling isn't going to have anything in it. I don't know if she's mixing it with other stuff, but her okay. like base is like cheap grapeseed oil from Amazon, which is so funny. Wow. But like what? she got people and she sold out. Well, yeah, she probably made like seven bottles because she doesn't feel like making anymore. Like I, I feel like her sellout is very fast. No, she sold like nine bottles first and then her restock was like 100 bottles. And she sold out of that. I think she sold out of that, which is just amazing. Of course, nine bottles for, I mean, come on. That is so crazy. So- Next, she's going to, like, hire some outsourcing company to, oh, yeah. and put her name on their bottles. But, like, that is not a skincare launch. That is just no. you bottling grapeseed oil with cat wow. hair. We and should do that soon. I know. <laughs> you have a cat? I have brilliant. fingerprints. Let's just do it. I can send you cat hair. You <laughs> Please. pay $75 for it. I'll lick it and keep it unsanitary. Like, I'll do whatever it takes. We have fingerprints. You're right. Uh, our... Our logo is snake oil. I know. It's so funny. That is so crazy. I. It's just like the balls. I love. I love. And I think she knows and she loves that people are curious that they're going to think it's silly that they're going to. I mean, she's using. She wants people to buy it to make fun of her to then review it. Like she wants the follow through. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's in on the joke, but it's sometimes hard to tell. I don't know. I think she's in on the joke, but she's like, but I will benefit from this. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's so crazy. She's so, I just, I want her, I feel like she's going to write a movie. (laughs) It's going to be about like someone in England, some American in England, just learning the British way and like speaking weirdly. Like, I just feel like she's going to create some movie of her life. I also like do feel bad for her though, because I think she's clearly losing it and unraveling. Do you think she's unraveling? I didn't think she was yet. Mm. I do because, yeah, there was also an article in this in the cut this week Mm -hmm. about a reporter who went out with her for a night. And it just seems like it's not not a good scene. In what way? Like Like druggy or like sad and emotions? Both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Druggy and like, okay, this is what makes me feel bad for her. There's one video where she's trying to be sexy and she's on a beach and she's like walking away all sexy, but like it's not sexy at all. Like yeah. she's like pivoting a little like a cheerleader. And I'm like, oh, see, that's my cringy. biggest fear. It's crazy. <laughs> that's my biggest fear is that I will try to do something and Caitlin will be like, and we all saw she just sort of looked like a weird, cringy <laughs> cheerleader. And so I think that's why I apologize for things like grapes or something like very benign because I don't want to ever get to that point where I think I'm doing something so hot and you're like, that's actually gross. No, I think that's my biggest could, fear. You could never. <laughs> You could never. Well, I will overcompensate to make sure I never even walk. (laughs) Right. No, you can walk fine, I think. Yeah, let's hope. But she is banking off of that, that people are talking shit about her behind her back, which is my biggest fear. So I kind of admire it. She loves being talked about. She doesn't care. She loves it. Loves it. 
Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Here we are. We're back with the second part of our mailbag episode. And thank you for writing in and leaving us messages and alerting us to scams, keeping us abreast of scams. And uh, while we were away, and now we will read your messages. Yeah, because scams don't sleep, honey. Scams never and you sleep. Assured us of that. Thank yes. goodness we have so much going on from you guys. At first, we thought we had sixty-three emails, and then we realized no, no, not no, not no, no, that no. many. But we do usually. We do have hundreds that we've read over the years, but yeah. this is exciting. At the bottom of this, we have a, a voicemail. I just want to play that. Want to play that first? Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Scam that I have to tell you guys about is basically just the scam of like being persistent and patient with people on the phone. Because one time I um, took an alternate flight from Spirit Airlines, 
and they said that they were going to give me a travel voucher, but then it was like basically they tried to scam me with a travel voucher, and so I just mm. called them incessantly and found the CEO of like marketing or something's phone number and email, and I sent like a bunch of angry emails and just like was on the phone with them for a long time, and then finally this like CEO lady of something emailed me and was like, "What's your address?" And I told her my address, and then she didn't tell me why, and then I got a check in the mail. For a thousand dollars, the travel voucher was like for two hundred dollars, and then the like difference of the flight that I was trying to buy with it was only like a hundred dollars, and so basically I got a bunch of free money just for being very annoying. <gasps> so I know not everyone has time to be like that, but basically like don't let companies scam you. It's the same thing with like bank accounts. If you overdraft, just call them and tell them to waive the overdraft fee, and they literally will do it. Like. If you can just endure being on the phone for a while, you can stop yourself from being scammed and also scam these companies that don't need the money. So that's my tip. And I hope you guys have a good night. Bye. That's so good. That is so true. And also, I think it's they have like this weird guilty conscience, these companies, because I think they do scam tons of people and they do screw people over. So that thousand dollars was them trying to like get right with the world with the millions that they've already taken. And yeah, feel better about themselves. But wow, I should do that with JetBlue. Hello. Yes. I sh- Great idea. Uh, that's amazing. Well, my parents are always saying like, I, my mom had a friend who was just saying, you know, if you just say on the call, I do not accept the call, like you don't accept the terms, they can't cancel the call and like log the call in until the customer has accepted it or said, okay. Wow. Yeah. So then they can say, is there anything else I can help you with? If you just continually say like, I do not accept this. I'm not okay with this. I want to speak to a manager. I need to speak to somebody else. And not like a rude, horrible Karen way, but just in, as in like, no, I don't. I don't like the way you're taking advantage of me. Mm. Um, and you continue to go up the chain, then they have to solve your problem before they can technically end this call or end this like claim that the call mm-hmm. has started. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, let's read some emails. Yes. This first one is Tabitha. And she said, just trying to get the word out. I'm a member of a Facebook group with over 500 women who have been taken advantage of <gasps> by a company called Ivory Paper Company. They sell planners, and we've all been waiting for months for our orders to ship. The company denies refunds when you dispute the charge with your bank, and they create a shipping label, but the item never ships. Wow. It takes weeks to actually ship and isn't the correct product or not at all items ordered or received. The company currently has over 800 complaints on Better Business Bureau. It appears they started a very simpler similar company called Paper Wits and are still advertising quick processing times on both web pages. I'd be happy to provide you with the emails if you're interested. The Facebook group is Ivory Paper Co. Screwed Me. Feel free to ask for a join and enjoy the read. It's impressive the links that this company will go to in order to keep our money. The owner deletes any negative comments on her social media account where she considers herself an influencer. According to her husband's post, And hers, they have made seven figures with the scam company and continue to advertise on Facebook and Instagram, even though by their own 
customer service admission over 500 they are over 5000 orders behind i myself ordered an item on on january 13th that i've never received and they won't give me a refund my story is the same as so many others oh, oh boy no. tabitha and tabitha i bet you if you keep calling they're not going to help you out <laughs> that's not like a big company like an airline no. that's actually going to give it to you no i hate to say it but sometimes it's uh good to just go with like corporate shit i don't know i know that's well no that's where they're screwing you because it's like yeah i'm sure they have this like wonderful sob story on instagram that it's this small mom and pop that it's this creative just trying to strike out on her own i mean yeah. if five thousand orders behind you know there's gotta be i feel like there has to be an emotional element behind their advertising campaign because you can just find a cheap planner anywhere like planners yeah, literally everywhere. Like people are shitting out planners. <laughs> so yeah, I I poop them out every day. I did this morning. Um, they're all over Etsy. You can like print out your own planner. So there has to be something that is hooking people into it as an influencer. Tabitha, I just emailed Tabitha because this email is a, a a little old. Um, and I said asked her if she got her order. But Tabitha, if you're listening, tell us if you got the order that you ordered back in January. Girl, call us. Let us know. We need an out. Oh yeah, on the Better Business Bureau, they have a one point nine out of five. <laughs> Yikes! Also, we've talked about the Better Business Bureau is like a scam. I think it's just there for people to feel good about themselves. I don't think it does anything. Yeah, their ratings are a little scammy because you can yeah. buy them and they're inflated. But oh. consumer reports now that's good oh that's good for the wedding that i did scam myself in yeah sure did buy a beautiful dress from asos but i bought three other dresses for the weekend from this really cheap company and the second i hit send and like pay with my paypal i knew it was an enormous mistake because this company's dresses i've seen all over like on the websites where i buy my skincare shipping from mm. like korea and china and japan and then also the Facebook has like just a few posts like the like it's a brand new company and I think they're yeah. are just recycling dresses and so I don't think they're gonna send it back to me it was supposed to be here by July it still hasn't arrived I really screwed myself Ugh. with that one check like the social media of these mom and pop businesses check the reviews pages like check everything before you hit send. This is from Sabra, one of our wonderful guests. She says, hi, I just caught up on the March 2nd episode where another listener wrote about an Operation Underground Railroad. They are so shady. I wanted to make sure you knew about this Vice article about our by Anna Merlin. That just came out this week. Thanks, Sabra. So... This is a Vice article that came out March 8th. It says, inside the massive anti-tracking charities blundering overseas admission. Operation Underground Railroad claims to save child sex slaves. People on the ground describe disturbingly amateurish operations that could endanger those they're meant to help. So it's this whole Vice article there on the border of Haiti and the Dominican Republic. So it's like, it seems like a charity that's fighting child trafficking, but then is actually fucking stuff up. So we will definitely link this in our show notes. Yes. But it's just good to know to because if you are donating to anti-trafficking charities and stuff, it'd be you want it to go to the one that's actually helping people and not hurting them. All right. From Danielle. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Not sure if you've heard of Tony Robbins. Oh, I yes. have. <laughs> but he is the perfect scam blend of misogyny, damaging health pseudoscience advice, and mass manipulation of vulnerable people for his financial gain. 
Yes. These two videos on YouTube are incredibly detailed and well done and sum it up better than I can. Summary, no postgraduate experience in child psychology or mental health. He doesn't have claim. He claims to cure suicidal people in minutes. He has multiple sexual allegations against him. He doesn't believe in medicine for mental health. He victim blames female abuse victims. He has seminars that range from several hundred to ten thousand dollars to attend that cost that he his events employ mostly unpaid crew volunteers he says good things about mlms he criticized the covid lockdowns and so much more self-help in general has been overrun with scammers just thought i'd bring this to your intention attention yes danielle you're absolutely right there is a great documentary on on netflix called not your guru about him Mm. um that just makes him look not great and all 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 of the things you said Mm -hmm. basically and it sucks because when you have somebody like this that has such a following it really can dupe you for a while like you're going on their pages Mm -hmm. you're going on their websites and they have so many they somehow a lot of these liars have like gotten on the today show suddenly like they kind of dupe these bookers and they've gotten a lot of attention or people have reviewed them. And then within all of this, they're creating these own scams. So I feel it's super tricky. So yeah, guys, check your gurus, check your gurus, pages, friends, just it's tough. It's tough. If your guru is a white man, then check it. Then it's wrong. Just double check. (laughs) Probably. No, I don't know. Probably. (laughs) Oh, guys, this made me so excited. Kevin Smith's one of our we guests. love him he's so sweet he was like are you guys okay <laughs> we took our break i adore him he said the title of the subject of this email is i used you for a scam i'm Yay. very honored kevin he said hello you lovely ladies on your latest episode gabrielle mentioned that being interviewed by you was like chatting with old friends and i 100 percent agree Aww. i felt like i had known the two of you all my life you have kevin and that's one of the reasons I got hooked on your show so long ago. Wow. Perfect email. Uh, he mm-hmm. says, I reached out to a fairly famous magician this weekend to show her some improvements I've made on one of her effects that she performs. This time, instead of flipping me off, seriously, fuck David Blaine. Okay, we get it. Uh, there's got to be a story there. Yeah, nobody likes it. She was super helpful and kind. We've been messaging back and forth for the past few days, but when I casually mentioned that a podcast had recently interviewed me about magic, she wanted to know as much as she could about it. Now she totally thinks I'm a seriously famous musician, and we are starting to talk about possible collaborations on future projects. She's sending me some equipment. She's planning to market and videos of her unreleased routines for free to get my feedback on them. I totally didn't mean to scam her, but I thought you might appreciate hearing that I got an instant fame boost and cool uh. secret stuff just by name dropping scam. Wow. Hope you both have been practicing your secret magician code, Kevin. Aw, thanks, Kevin. Kevin, that's amazing. You are a super famous magician. This is, yes. you, you actually, I'm so sorry to tell you, you did not scam her. You are a wonderful magician. You should be, you are so smart. Everybody heard you on the episode. You should be used for her opinion. I think there's a, a difference between scamming and hustling. And in this mm. case, it's a hustle. Yeah. Kevin, you're a great guy. You're not, you're not, it's not like suddenly like you're like, oh, surprise. I'm actually a dietitian. Like, no, you're a magician. You're fabulous at it. And she should be asking you for advice because I'm sure you have amazing, fun things to say. And you're just a hus- hustler's going to hustle. Great. Get, get it. Do Kevin, it. Get it. Do it. 
Yay. All right. This next one is from Samantha. She said, I got conned by the title, Sue and Caitlin get conned, which, (laughs) wow. Wow. Don't know how that happened. Hi, ladies. I recently found your podcast and I'm obsessed. I've been listening to the back catalog while doing very tedious data entry work and it makes it so much more fun. Oh, good. That's all I want for everyone. I just listened to the episode, Sue and Caitlin get conned about the 2008 financial crash. The guy was very annoying and low-key condescending to you all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this, this guy. Low-key? Yeah, very <laughs> I almost abandoned ship halfway through because I couldn't stand this man who sounded like a finance bro explaining why finance bros are evil. But the title and description told me that you two got conned. So I was like, I have to find out what they mean, which led me to listen to the whole episode. I'm so sorry you two had to endure that interview anyways love you keep educating us about past and current scams love you guys and can't wait to keep listening oh thanks sam Sam. did in that episode i don't even remember because i've blocked out so much should we say like what a piece of shit he is in that episode i think we did after and definitely said stuff on our patreon if you want to hear us really talk shit about him Woo, that Patreon is I can't spicy. believe that that episode is a year old and people are still mad about it. Thank you, you for your loyalty. Yeah, it is. I get it. Like a man coming into a woman's woman centric podcast yeah. with us being fun, happy, joyous ladies and being such a dick to us. Because you know why? It happens a lot to a lot of wonderful people. People shit on them for being sweet and happy. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Sam. Okay, this next message is from Garrett. Hello, Skim Wow. I just discovered your podcast and I love it. I just listened to number 71 on student loans and how teachers are getting screwed. Thank you. (laughs) Unfortunately, that is not the worst way teachers are getting screwed. Teachers invest in retirement plans that are not covered under ERISA, ERISA, I guess, uh, which are the regulations that govern all other retirement plans like 401ks. As a result, teachers end up paying fees that can be 20 times what they would pay in a private sector plan. The returns on these investments products are much less than their private sector products as well. If there are plans operated in the private sector, they would get sued out of existence. They would get sued out of existence immediately. There are five major nationwide insurance companies that all lobby together to make sure regulations don't pass to protect them. These companies also have very shady connections to school leadership and unions to make sure the easy money doesn't stop. This would be illegal in the private sector, but again, this is not regulated. It is sickening because teachers are the ones in the most need of protection. They barely make any money as it is. So true. I would love if you did a podcast on this topic. I work as a private consultant for schools and cities to try and solve this. I would be happy to help in any way and get the word out on this scam. Let me know if I can help. Garrett, yes, this is fascinating. Yes. I would love to talk about this. This is really um, infuriating. And I think what I'm sensing, and I'm sure you can tell us which way it is, Garrett, but let that like when you go to a school, when you have your job, like you would do with any sort of organization, your employer is like, oh, this is who we use for our 401k. This is who we use for this investment. Mm -hmm. This is who our school works with. So you just go in assuming that they protect you, but you don't realize that the fees are 20 times what they're supposed to be. And I'm sure all of the options are really overwhelming. That's how it is with healthcare. You just go like, oh, should I go with my company or should I look at the market? Mm-hmm. And it, 
it takes a lot of time to go into all of this. And I'm, it's very upsetting. Thank you, Garrett, for telling mm. us. Thank you, Garrett. I definitely want to hear more from mm-hmm. you. All right. Th- this next one is from Jim, and it is the subject is more lottery scammery in Iowa. Woohoo. Caitlin and Sue usually check in on ScamWow each week to see if there's a new episode. I'm probably not your target demographic. However, as an old white guy, I've always wondered what women talk about when there are no men around. It's absolutely <laughs> fascinating. Didn't know snail come existed. <laughs> it does, Jim. Welcome to the club. Put it on Jim. your face. You'll love it. No, Jim, we love old white guys, just good ones. We will just complain about the bad ones. You're in, you're in, Jim. Jim, get on our level and get the snail come. over here, Jim. Thanks for joining the club. Get a t-shirt. Listen to your last episode on Pennsylvania Lottery and thought you might be interested in checking in, checking out the cluster that occurred in 2010 with the hot lotto multi-state lottery. (laughs) This sounds like a plate of nachos. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm hungry. Which I... Which Iowa participated in. Eddie Tipton, a lotto employee with a high security clearance, was able to get time alone with the servers to introduce some code that picked his pre-selected winners, winning numbers and produced a win of over $14 million. Oh, amazing. Sketchy characters showed up trying to get to claim the winnings, which caused the lotto folks to investigate. Turns out the C-stores have video of people when they buy tickets, and they were able to see a disguised Tipton purchasing the winning ticket. So weird. He had retained other folks to claim the proceeds. Turns out this wasn't the only time he did this. It also occurred in other states. You should be able to find a ton of def- ton of info online with the details. His trial drug on for a long time. In an odd twist, a local guy from the small town in Iowa where I live won a hot lotto jackpot of $12 million. Once Tipton was convicted, the local guy raised the question that his jackpot would have been much larger had the previous pot not been stolen. Mm. He ended up settling with the lotto for more money, but the exact details were never disclosed. Just thank you for keeping me wonderfully entertained. Best wishes. Thank you, Jim. Jim, talk about your squeaky wheel. That guy who won, I would have been just like happy to have 12 million. Mm -hmm. But he was like, no, I'd like to speak to your manager. (laughs) The audacity. I'd like 60 million, please, or whatever. That's crazy. The cockacity. That's the craziest part of this whole thing. I'm like, I know. (laughs) Yes, scam lottery, mistaken identity. Sure, sure. He was like 12. (laughs) He really said 12 million is not enough. Is not enough. I will not sit down. Wow, that's amazing. Now, I think it's unfortunate that only because the sketchy characters showed up, that's why they caused them to investigate. Because I'm like, these guys needed a better costume. They really needed like a better like art direction. Like we really need to go like Ocean's Eleven on these guys. I like the part where he said that the guy was in disguise. I just pictured like <laughs> I know. a guy with a that's hat so and sunglasses. Too. Well, it probably wasn't <laughs> yeah. enough of a disguise, which is why I'm saying mm-hmm. they really need to like find a costumer to help them. On their next one. Mm-hmm. God bless. Guys, now we're reading our Instagram messages, which, of course, you have sent us lovely things over Instagram. It means so much to us. Um, we've been kind of quiet on these streets, but we're back. This is from one of our listeners, Arten. Hi, ladies. Love the pod. As someone who's got totally taken for a ride by fear-based IRS phone scams, I've gotten the biggest kick out of listening to these funny in hindsight stories and honestly a ton of relief in knowing I'm not alone in my horrible experience thanks for what you do we are so happy to help we are so happy to normalize people getting scammed in this way because it 
they're experts at it. You're not you're not stupid. You're just a victim of people that have spent years perfecting this scam. Yes, definitely. All right. Um, our next one is from Erica, and she has some tea on Jen Shaw. Oh, I, love. I love this Erica. I love her. Uh, she said, a former employee of mine met Jen Shaw and stopped with and shopped with her for the show as part of her squad. I've never actually seen it, so I don't know if any of that made the cut, but still, ha, ha, ha. I just went to her profile to send you the photos she took with her, and are they're gone. Damn it. I just listened to the episode, and one of the Shaw squad members almost did my wedding makeup. I didn't end up hiring her, but okay, small world. That's crazy. So you'll remember Jen Shaw from Real Housewives of Utah. Um, it was Convicted. Hypo- uh, not convicted, right? just arrested. Oh. Okay. Um, it's been rumored that one of her makeup artists was like somebody who worked for the government. So apparently, one of those people almost did Erica's wedding makeup, which is hilarious. I want all that tea. And then she also showed us uh, Jen Shaw's extreme photoshops. Oh my gosh! Which They're is so... just the thing with photoshopping. Like, I get people do it, but like when you add fifteen inches to your body's torso. Just, do you think anyone's going to believe that that's you? I know. I know. It's so bad. I mean, she looks good with like seven feet added to sure. her body, but that's crazy. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, this one from Deborah is very nice. So Deborah says, hey, ladies, the li- the last episode I listened to, there was some disagreement as to whether laser treatments were a scam. And I'm firmly <laughs> team laser. I send my before and after. Yes, thank you. Deborah, I'm also t- we love a before and after. I'm also team laser. And she sent before and after and her skin. You can't argue with that. She said same room, same lighting. It's like. <gasps> Her, like, brown spots are, she looks beautiful. Wait, Deborah, I am sorry, though, but unless you give me this doctor, it feels unfair. I need to know who the doctor is, how I can get an appointment with him, how I can do your beautiful microbladed eyebrows. Like, I want to create a face like your face, Deborah. Deborah, I need to know what treatments you have done because these results are dramatic. Deborah, I need to know share the wealth. Share what treatments and how many of them you had done because it this is because we're signing up. She's and beautiful. Can we get a friend referral discount? Yeah, Deb? I I'm firmly team laser after mm-hmm. seeing these pictures. I'm team Deborah. Whatever she does, I'll follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love a mm-hmm. guru. This is a funny thing from Princess DiGiorno. She said, Katie, I'm bad at birthdays too, so I've started to put them into my Apple calendar. I select repeat every year and set a reminder for the day of and day before so I don't have to remember. That's very sweet. I won't be doing that. (laughs) Also, Sue, (laughs) for pregnant people, don't shed their hair during pregnancy so you lose a lot of hair after birth just so she knows it's not something to worry about. Okay, so... Thank She's you, saying princess. all the hair loss is because you haven't lost any during your pregnancy. Here's an update. I have stopped losing hair. Thank you. Ooh. Update. Ooh. Hell yeah. Hallelujah. Hell yeah. It's starting to grow back in. I love it. Um, I've got a lot of little baby hairs and um, it's growing back in gray. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. The other I'll day I it. found a gray hair, you guys, a white ass hair that was so long it was long as like my longest hair which means that it has been just like thriving in the back of my head and I had no idea and I'm like how many gray hairs are people just like witnessing around me that I haven't pulled out I like pulling out my gray hairs I know it's not good but I rip them out I haven't been doing that because I'm just 
lucky you to have hair. hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta keep what you have. I've only, I swear, like, once your son turns three, things get so much easier. And I had a therapist tell me that she didn't actually like babies. <laughs> and I thought it was, like, very bold of her to tell me that she, like, didn't like her life with a baby. That, like, once they were five, she was very happy. And I was like, that might be true for most people. It's just so stressful during baby time. But I looked at um, things come back. The iPhone has in your health uh, sleep analysis. And I looked at that and my average time in bed is four hours. (gasps) Wow. There you have it. It's so hard. It's so hard. It it shows me these. um, It's so funny. My my iPhone shows me all these memories of Lewis and they're so cute and he's so beautiful. And I'm like, I was in such a haze then. Like I was in Mm. such a daze of just like trying to do everything and be a mom and like make anything work normally like it just I felt like in such a drug haze so for all you exhausted moms we get it and it passes when your child is three it passes by the (laughs) time he's three there's like something amazing even if they're not in preschool or daycare that like Lewis isn't in yet uh, there's something about just the immediate effect that he's not going to roll over and smack his head like he Mm. can sit up straight and feed himself and he probably won't choke and he's probably going to be okay for a Paw Patrol episode so I can do the dishes and just that single act makes me feel I don't like doing chores but it just makes me feel like okay there's some ownership in the day I'm not in defense mode or like running to him to make sure he's not falling or smacking himself or something yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. um the one thing that Wyatt is doing is like uh, putting his legs through the slats in the crib. So, oh yeah, on the lookout I mean, for that. And but like, if he does it, like if he'll have like one little like annoying irk or something, and then he'll stop eventually. That that I feel like certain things like they learn, and you just mm. have to wait till they learn. It sucks. Lewis fell um, off the bed a bunch, so <laughs> he's very careful. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to read this one. Okay, Um, so this is from our friend Nola, L-I-C. We love her. This is from our friend Tori. She is wonderful. We love her. She sent me a giant box of baby clothes. What a queen! Including a little um, mouse Halloween costume that I can't wait to put my son in. Oh, my God. (laughs) Best listener ever. Thank you. She's amazing. Um, She said, OMG, I got behind and just catching up. My husband is Tom Girardi adjacent, who you'll remember is Erica Jane's ex-husband from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who is being sued by widows and orphans who he squandered their money. He won. He was Aaron Brockovich's lawyer. He was all these people's lawyers. He won their suits and then he spent all their money. Mm-hmm. Um, so her husband is Tom Girardi adjacent. He said his old firm collaborated with Tom's on multiple cases and he worked on a few of them. Also, fuck Yellow Deli and fuck Sprouts. <laughs> Great. My husband's out of town and the nanny moved in. So I'm really catching up on my boss. We love this. We need this validation. And then she said, OMG, I just listened to the app where you mentioned Erica Jane was dating Scooter Braun. My husband knows Scooter, too. Scooter went to college with his best friend and they partied together. What? I just spilled a little tea, not too hot, more like room temp, in the Bravo Junkies group on Facebook. So I'll post screenshots here because I'm too tired to retype it. LOL, mom life. Um, she, Erica Jane actually addresses on Real Housewives that she was not dating Scooter, but I think she probably was. Of course. She said... My husband knew him in college, and he said he would always have a hustle. Like, he would get Usher to show up somewhere, and Scooter would have to pack 
packed the place. I never met him, but always pictured him like those low rent scummy club promoters in New York who used to hassle us at the clubs. I think they're still Facebook friends, but they they aren't real friends. I don't know much about him, except I think I heard somewhere he's dating someone weird or old or a real housewife or something. <laughs> ETA added to add the rumor was he was dating Erica Jane. So I was right on all three counts. I thought he was married, but who knows his social media being very effusive with gratitude for his wife. Who knows? And so this is a comment from the Facebook thread that she posted. She, somebody said, this makes total sense. Scooter went to Emory with my husband's best bud, who was friendly with Scooter. They've been to parties together, but my husband described him as uninterested conversation, always looking around to see who was at the party. My sister-in-law, on the other hand, went to high school with Usher in at North Springs High and said he was a total sweetheart. In other weird celeb team, my husband went on a double date with Stassi and Jax <gasps> way back when what? they were still together. And Jax was probably one of the worst people he ever met. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that man that is a sweaty piece of turd. Ugh. I know people will think I'm biased, but I believe my husband to be a remarkable judge of character. He's very perceptive about people and their intentions. Okay, that concludes Celebrity Corner. Anyway, I feel like it was crazy that I was catching up on all these old scam wow episodes and I'm hearing all these tangential connections to my husband. Love y'all. Bye. Oh my God, I love it. I feel like anyone with a name Scooter is a scammer. Or Jacks, both names. They're just terrible names. Scammy names, yes. yes terrible yes. names. Well, I love that, like, she's a part of all of this adjacent because the thing is that all these asshole men think that they get away with it, but then you have wonderful people that are like, no, I'm sorry, my husband saw you were a dick. Like, people, I think they think they're in this, like, weird bubble, but literally we're all watching them. They're on reality TV. We can all see them being horrible people. Uh, we have another listener that told us that... Purium, P-U-R-I-U-M, is another juicy MLM wellness cult vibes. And she said that it looks like a complete scam. So if you guys know anything about this, let us know too. We can look more into that. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for writing in. Guys, this was so lovely. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Kate, our amazing... Thanks, Caitlin. Editor. Our producer. And guys, this was wonderful. It's so good to be back. We're going to have another episode that's really exciting next week with a special guest. And we just are glad to be back in these streets. Happy to be here. Mm -hmm. Caitlin, so good to so see good you. So good to see you. So I could talk for hours. And we have. <laughs> we truly have. Um, I'm going to go give my baby Yay! a nap. And all moms, it gets easier at three years old. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, you guys. Love you guys. We will we'll see, see you later. next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.